Well, as you're finding your seats, I'd invite you to open up your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 1. Now, it's not my normal habit to do a specific Mother's Day sermon on Mother's Day. Usually we just continue through whatever preaching series we are on. But this Sunday we're going to take a break from studying the book of Hebrews to look at this first chapter in Exodus, starting in verse 15. As I was doing my uh, annual reading through the Bible plan, I came across Exodus uh, chapter 1, this specific passage, and it struck me because as a father of four girls, I'm always on the search for good examples. Women who my girls can look to as role models. However, what I have found is that often many, if not most, of our modern female role models that are put forward by popular culture act more like what we might call heroes than heroines. What do I mean by that distinction? Well, a hero, we might say, is someone who shows courage and character by acting in what we might describe as more traditional male attributes. So, for example, many of the superheroes are being portrayed by women these days. And you have Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman, Black Widow, etc. But the way that they act courageously is through aggression and violence. Popular culture is awash with female characters stepping into traditional male roles and acting in ways that come more naturally to men. And because of this focus, we are neglecting women who need examples of what it looks like to act with courage and character in ways that come more naturally to them. However much our culture wants to rage against this reality, there are differences between boys and girls. God created male and female, both made in His image, both having equal worth and value, but not having the same form and function and calling. One easily observable personality difference is that boys, on average, are more aggressive and therefore they need role models to show them how they can act aggressively, but do it with character and with courage. They need heroes. On the other hand, girls, on average, are more relational, and they need role models to show them how they can act relationally with character and courage. They need heroines. Now, the reality is we all, whether men or women, need both heroes and heroines in our lives because God created male and female because we need both male and female. We need to see the acting out of both qualities so that we can be godly in all areas of life. Now, one of the struggles of speaking in terms of gender roles is that you get a sense that you are discounting or minimizing those who might not fit neatly into their particular gender role. And I understand that concern. However, I believe that our culture has no lack of examples of women excelling in non-traditional roles. Non-traditional is what is highlighted and celebrated and pushed for 
and traditional is what is minimized and marginalized and forgotten. For the majority of women, these non-traditional role models do not connect with them by definition. And so we're left with plenty of female heroes that represent a small fraction of what our girls will naturally desire to be and scant heroines for what the majority of our girls will desire to become. In our passage for this Mother's Day morning, we come to an example of true heroines. Women who act with character and courage. But they don't do it as warriors or politically powerful figures. Rather, they use their God-given gifts to protect, to bear, and to offer life. In Exodus chapter 1, the people of Israel have lived in Egypt for several hundred years. When they came to Egypt, they were the welcome guests of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, but as Israel grew and Pharaoh succeeded Pharaoh, the situation changed. The Israelites became a threat and they became enslaved. Pharaoh did not want Israel to continue to grow and so he decided to take action and his action was to kill all the male children of the Hebrews. However, in the face of such evil and power, a handful of women act with such courage and character that the Lord moves to save His people through their actions. And what we will find is that the Lord has purposed that He would save His people through the courageous actions of heroines. So here now, the word of the Lord, Exodus Chapter 1 will begin in verse 15. Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Sephara and the other Pua, when you serve as midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but let the male children live. So the king of Egypt called the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this and let the male children live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife comes to them. So God dwelt well with them, the midwives. And the people multiplied and grew very strong. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, Every son that is born to the Hebrews you shall cast into the Nile, but you shall let every daughter live. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took his wife, a Levite woman. And the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that she, uh, he was a fine child, she hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and dabbed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river while her young women walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant woman, and she took it. 
When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the girl went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I'll give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, because she said, I drew him out of the water. This is God's holy word for us, his people. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Well, Father God, we come to you now and we pray, Lord, as we come to your word, that you would bless the reading and the preaching of this word with your spirit, that we might see Christ and trust in him on this day. We pray it in your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen. As we come to our passage for this morning, what we encounter is the very heart of the conflict in this world, which is the conflict between life and death. The first command that the Lord gave to Adam and Eve was that they were to be fruitful and multiply. God created man and woman in His image, and then He commanded them to fill the earth with His image by bringing children into this world. Through their creative differences, men and women must come together to fulfill the purpose that God has for humanity. That is, we need both. Now, since this is the first command the Lord gave to our parents, it is no surprise that this purpose was corrupted by sin. Following the sin of man, the Lord declares the consequences of their sinful actions, first to the serpent who tempted Eve to sin, and then to Eve, and then finally to Adam. I want you to hear the words spoken to the serpent and then to Eve because they give context to what we see in our text today in the book of Exodus. In Genesis 3, 15 and 16, we read, I will put enmity between you and the woman. So this is the the Lord speaking to the serpent. And he's saying, I'm going to put enmity. There's going to be war between you and the woman. And between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain, you shall bring forth children. The conflict is set. The woman will bring forth a child who will destroy Satan and his work. But she will do this through pain. 
There is a battle that is to be fought for the salvation of the world, for the downfall of Satan's kingdom and the establishing of the kingdom of God. And this battle will come to a head in the birth of a child. And as we go forward in the Word of God, we see that it comes to fruition in the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to destroy the work of Satan through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. But the Lord will use the courageous actions of the woman to bring this seed about. And therefore, throughout Scripture, we see Satan looking to destroy the children of God's people. Often, he will seek to use infertility in women like Sarah and Hannah. But if that doesn't work, he will go to outright murder to make sure that the seed of the woman does not come forth. No example clearer than our passage for this morning. Look at verses 15 and 16. There we read, Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Sephara and the other Puah, When you serve as midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the birthstool, if it is a son, you shall kill him. Now, there are earthly explanations for Pharaoh's action. But the reality is that Pharaoh is working out satanic purposes to stop the seed of the woman from coming forth. And we must understand that in our own day, this is happening as well. For it is the work of Satan through political powers that seek to end the life of children. For it is always satanic to destroy human life in the womb. That is why it's so difficult for us to speak with those who would seek to allow abortion even up to the point of birth because they are possessed not by a compassion for the mother but rather a satanic spirit that seeks to crush the offspring of the woman and destroy God's purpose to fill the earth with His image. And yet it is the work of a heroine to stand up to such power and to save life. Look at how these brave midwives respond in verse 17. It says, But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but let the male children live. Are you seeking a role model? Do you want an example of what it means to act with courage and character in this world? Then look no further than Sapphira and Pua. For these courageous women of God feared the Lord more than they feared the most powerful man on earth. And they saved the lives of the Hebrew children. And this is what heroines do. Despite what the culture says, despite what political powers say, they risk their own lives to save the lives of others. And we have such heroines in our midst this day. 
Women who have worked tirelessly to see lives saved. Women who have worked at places like the Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center, who have counseled mothers in crisis, who have opened their homes to foster children and to adopt children, to stand for life and to fear God more than man. A few weeks ago, my family from Washington State was visiting for Easter, And while they are here, I had the privilege to meet my cousin's wife for the first time. Now, back home in Seattle, she works at a pro-life clinic right downtown across from the University of Washington. It's not a safe place for a young woman to work, and they are not welcomed by their neighbors. In fact, when she returned from her visit here... Her clinic had been vandalized and threatening expletives were spray-painted across the walls, not too dissimilar to what happened to our own Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center here in Lynchburg. But did she give up? Did she run away? No, because she fears God and not man. And so she, like so many other heroines all around us, courageously and faithfully continues to stand for life in the midst of a broken generation. And if you are asking yourself, where do I look for a role model? Where do I look for a heroine? You need to ask yourself, are the role models that I look up to in this world Women who act with courage to protect life, or do they encourage the taking of life? For heroines have the courage and the character to fear God and not man for the sake of protecting life. Now as we continue in our text, we see the next point, which is a heroine has the courage and character to bear life in the midst of a hostile world. Look at verse 22 and following. There we read these words. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, every son that is born to the Hebrews, you shall cast into the Nile, but you shall let every daughter live. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman, And the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. To bear a child is an act of courage. I've seen the process a fair number of times, and I must agree that mothers deserve a special day. It's no picnic, as they say. In pain, they do bring forth children. But in our text, we see a personal fortitude that surpasses the normal courage it takes to bear a child. Pharaoh has commanded that all Hebrew sons are to be killed. Nevertheless, this couple has the faith to bring a child into this hostile world. In Hebrews chapter 11, their faith is commended in these words, By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. It takes courage to bring a child into this world. 
And the pain of childbirth is merely the beginning. For every parent knows the hardships and the struggles of this world. To bear a child into this world is to bring someone whom you love into a world that is broken by sin and disease and death. It is to bring someone you love into struggle and conflict. And while there is no official edict not to bear children in our day, All the forces of this world are pushing us towards having fewer and fewer children. It is not a coincidence that most Western nations are not repopulating at a sustainable level. We are slowly dying off. Children are expensive, they're time-consuming, they're needy, and at times they're relationally difficult. Having children gets in the way of career and savings and travel, and they put women in a place of vulnerability both in terms of finances and in terms of their own health. Not only that, but we have been told that overpopulation is a major issue in this world. And Malthusian philosophies had led to drastic social changes in which it is seen as immoral to bring children into this world. The most poignant example of such thinking is China's one-child policy in which the government punished families who had more than one child. This policy led to forced abortions and sterilizations. The world is pushing us not to have children. They are pushing a vision of happiness and fulfillment that is hindered by having children. They are pushing a philosophy that says God's command to fill the earth is dangerous and destructive and those who follow it are bringing more hardship upon the world. They are even pushing practical sterilization through homosexuality or actual sterilization through transgender hormone therapy and surgeries. And this is all Genesis 3.15 playing itself out in our world. In a world where the philosophies and powers push against having children, it takes courage to bear children in this world. To look at the physical, financial, social, emotional, and political pain that will come and still choose to bring a child into this world takes courage. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary, she was a young, unmarried woman living in an occupied territory. And the angel said to her that she was to bear a son. And not just any son, but she was to bear the Messiah. The seed that would crush the head of the serpent, of whose kingdom there will be no end. And Mary knew at least in part the pain this call would bring upon her life. She knew that she would face the shame of being pregnant before she was married. She knew that her child would be poor and under the rule of a foreign power. She knew that her betrothed Joseph might cast her away. But with courage and character, Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to to your word. Are you searching for a heroine? Are you searching for a path forward that is glorifying to the Lord? 
then look to the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, who despite the pain was willing to bear life into this hostile world that would seek to kill her child at every turn. You see, these are the role models that we must embrace. Those who protect life. Those who are willing to bear life in a hostile world. And the third characteristic that we will see is that a heroine has the courage to offer life. Look at what happens with Moses starting in verse 3. Verse 3 of chapter 2, we read, When she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and dabbed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it, and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. This may be one of the most courageous acts that a mother can do. To offer her child to the world. Moses' parents realize that they can't hide this child forever. They know that if he is found out, that he is going to be cast into the Nile River to be drowned. And so what do they do? Well, it tells us that Moses' mother prepares a little ark for her son. That word basket is the same word for ark that is used with Noah. She makes this little boat for her son. And she releases him into the world, trusting that God will care for him. It's a process that all loving mothers must endure. And it takes courage And it takes character to realize that the life that you have protected, the life that you have borne, the life that you have loved is a life that you cannot keep. But rather, you must release your child to the Lord and trust His hand of providence. As much as we live in a world that does not value the life of the unborn and discourages the bearing of children, ironically, once they are born, we seek to protect them from every form of hardship and failure. Helicopter parenting, just hovering around and swooping in to solve every problem, is not a courageous way to act in this world. It is not an attribute that we should seek to emulate Rather, we must see that heroines are those who are willing at the proper time to release their children into the world in the belief that God will use them for His glory and the good of His people. So what happened with Moses? Well, we read that the Lord guided His little ark to Pharaoh's daughter. And she acting as a heroine herself, adopts this child. And then she hires Moses' mother to care for this child. And so she received her child back for a season. But in time, she had to release her child yet again back into the world. And in time, the Lord used this child who was protected and born and offered by a courageous woman to deliver his people. And who knows what the Lord will do through your children. What blessings they will bring when you are willing to offer your child that you love to this world. 
Because this is the pain and the hardship of being a mother. The child that you have given your life to bring into this world will one day leave you. And the way that you act with courage and character is to prepare your child for that day and then offer them in faith to the Lord, believing that the Lord will use them for His good purposes. One of the more powerful pieces of artwork that I've ever seen is a statue in the Vatican in the city of Rome, Michelangelo's Pieta, those of you who know this statue, for those of you who are not familiar with it, it portrays Mary holding her crucified son, Jesus. He's laid out upon her lap, marred and pierced through, bruised for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. And Mary is looking down in love and pain over her son, with one hand under his chest holding him up and the other stretched out as though she is offering her son Jesus Christ to the world. Here is the son that I have born. Here is the son that I have raised. Here is the son that I have loved, given for you, offered to save his people from their sins. Here is the seed that has come to crush the serpent's head. And this is what a heroine does. She trusts the Lord's providence. She trusts the Lord's plan with courage and character. And she offers her child to the world because none of us can save our children. None of us can keep them safe. Rather, the Lord alone can save us. For Mary herself needed the cleansing blood of Jesus, her son. She needed to be born anew by his spirit. And it was by the very act of offering her child that she and all of God's people received the salvation that he earned for us. You see, the seed of the woman must crush the head of the serpent and therefore the woman must release her child into the world where the serpent will crush his heel. This is a heroine. A woman who has the courage and character to release her children into a world that is hostile. You see, the problem with finding a heroine is not that there are lack of heroines, but rather where we are looking. If we would look at popular culture, we'll find very few examples indeed. But when you pause and look up from your screen, you will see them all around you. Women who are willing to protect and bear and offer life. Who have sacrificed and suffered. Who have loved and who have released. And this has been God's purpose from the beginning. That through the courageous acts of women, he would bring forth his son to save this world from sin and Satan and death. So this Mother's Day, look to the heroines all around you. Look to the heroines in God's word. And above all else, look to the Lord Jesus Christ, 
whose life, whose death, and whose resurrection gives to each of us who believe life and life everlasting. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come to you now in this time. Lord, and we thank you that your word gives to us the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ, a life born and protected and offered that all who believe in him might be saved. And so we pray this day that all who hear your word preached and read would trust in him. We pray this in his holy name. Amen.